0: (laughs) Ta-da! Welcome to the throne. We in here. We in here. It's okay. so another Saturday. It is literally a beautiful day here in Texas right now. Come Little chilly, Willie, but it's okay. We can go in there and pull out, scoot all that other stuff aside and pull out some of that wood and some of that tweed mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. No, like
1: no, no, no. Now, shit, it's too hot for that.
0: And I got on sear seersucker.
2: <laughs>
1: Ready for the spring. He's
0: telling me to put on wood. <laughs> tweed. I, 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 I don't go by them damn rules anyway. Oh, yes, I wear what I I want to what? Obviously,
1: obviously. Huh?
0: <laughs> What's happening everybody? Welcome to the Throne. We're here every Saturday from 1 to 3 broadcasting live all over the world, powered by Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm King Charles. This is redjanuary.com over here. Oh, dot com Get dot com on the Vredjanuary.com <laughs> up in his media. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a guest today, a surprising guest today, and I My just want sister. to do i what i'm going to do is just do this right here here. I'm going to give you the mic because you're so used to the mic. Anyway. i just, let me get, can I'm I like give that. the intro? Let me, hold on. I just, I just want to give you the intro before the drum roll. Okay. okay.
1: This is my sister, y'all. This, this is my sister. This is my down like faux flats. Do you hear what I'm telling you, my sister? We've been down through there together. This yes. is my sister in Christ, my sister in life, my sister in prayer. Um, even when there's distance between us she's a great phenomenal woman someone who has snapped the f back do you hear me do you hear me when i say
0: snap back
1: touch not mine anointed to do by prophet no harm hallelujah this is Roslyn. <laughs> Roslyn, the plug long <laughs> But I'm going to let her tell y'all a little bit about who she is and what she does. Um, and then we're going to get on right to it.
3: Hey, well, I am so excited to be here. And yes, we have been down like four flats. Listen, hey, you just never know where you're going to end up in life. But we're here. So that's the good thing, right? Yes.
0: Here we yes. are.
3: And I am the plug. <laughs> I am the plug in trucking, the plug in taxes, uh, financial consulting. Hey, I'm your girl. We do it all, so just making it happen. We got to bounce back. We don't have a choice.
0: Okay. And so
3: we are here. Come on.
0: So you said the plug-in. Let me let me stop right there. You said the plug-in and in, in trucking, right? You know what I'm saying? In what capacity?
3: Uh, setting up trucking companies. Okay. Yeah, just being able to, from start to finish, from the beginning to the end, to get you there. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was thinking about something in that truck and uh, in that delivery aspect on a lower scale. In that delivery, you know what I'm saying. no way um, I got this idea of buying um, or leasing uh, a few vans, you know, and uh, latch on with Amazon, it's, you know, because they need some help. So. You oh know, yeah, they always need. They might need Come even. on, residual income. <laughs> <laughs> we are all about making okay.
3: some money multiple streams. Stream. Come on, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
0: Welcome to the throne. Hey. You know. Uh, as we uh, delve deeper into our show, um, the listeners and the viewers today will understand that um, the three of us have something in common. And what we're going to do, we're going to take that commonality and we're going to put it out there on, on, the, in, on the forefront. You know, And what I want to do, I want to talk about the before, the then, and the after.
1: Come you on, I'm dear okay. life come after.
0: On, come on, come on, you know, and uh, yeah, that's where we're gonna go. But before we get started, you know, we gotta check in and see what V ran January got going on in her life.
1: Come on, V Red January, the <laughs> one and <laughs> only. There is no other fairy drip mother. <laughs> Do you hear me? Sprinkle, sprinkle,
2: <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle me, man.
1: Oh, now you gotta get out on one knee and ask permission. Better than okay. That. <laughs> 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 No, I just, you know, every week my answer is typically the same because I have come to understand that um, repetition and um, habitual actions in the right direction at your own pace to get you right where the hell you need to be. So this answer, what am I up to, what am I doing, is typically going to always be along the same wavelength. I'm being super mom. I got my head down business up, um, just creating, always creating, always in my creative space. I really have... um, started digging deep into, um, fashion. I pulled my sewing machine out. Finally, I told myself I was, and I'm holding myself accountable. I've been making pieces and creating things. And so I, I see this might be going somewhere. This is just going to be another, uh, fire (laughs) that I've got an iron in, but I'm cool with that because all things come full circle. And it's it's just bringing the, the fullness of who the red January brand is. And also who I am as a person, it's developing me, and I'm I'm really seeing what the hell I'm made of, and I'm loving this journey.
0: And I like that hat, man. You know, what <laughs> I'm saying that hat. I mean, you know, I there. always, I always you know, wear a hat. hat. Guy, I'm, so, you know, wearing I'm wearing a hat guy, so you know,
1: And things are going good in my in my work situation too. You know, last year I was going through it. Yeah. I was going through it, I mean, reduced to tears, but had to do what I had to do. And, you know, you can't just when you got a family and and responsibilities, you can't be haphazard and you can't make um, uh, moves off the off the cuff. You know, you have you have to plan. And so I really had to stick some things out and, and learn some some hard, tough lessons. But I'm built for it and now I'm in a really good position and um, some opportunity for promotion and expansion and more money has, you know, opened up for me because I did what I was supposed to do because I manifested it because I saw myself there. So all things are coming together and I couldn't feel fucking better.
0: Man, I'm happy for you. Holy shit! Yes, you, you, awesome. you, you, you just you just made me feel good just by telling me how good you do. <laughs> right? right. Okay. I love it. I, the
1: energy is good. We Come love on, it here. Man. It's peaceful. It's I'm not. So good, I'm right? not. You know, thirsty for anything. I have everything I need. I have all the love I need. I, I'm able to touch. All of the areas, all of the arenas of my creativity and my giftings, whatever I want to do, I do it. And I have really created this space that I'm in, and I'm so, so grateful to the Most High for for giving me the opportunity and, and leaning on me to... Always develop myself, even in areas that I'm not necessarily working in right now. If I find something that I'm interested in, I just I look into it and I develop myself if I'm drawn to it. And an opportunity always comes, and so I'm in that season, and I'm I'm just so grateful and so thankful, and I'm so um, open to whatever is is on its way to me.
0: Bring it, huh?
1: Man, 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 gosh, what you up to? What you got going on? What's uh,
0: going on in your a, world? It's been it's been quite challenging because. Um, I'm, in, I'm in this. I'm in this. Um, first of all, hello everybody. You know I'm <laughs> right. Hi, y'all. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and I hope that you guys took that one day that did, that the society has given you to tell the person that you love that you love them. So don't get caught up in that. You know, if you are caught up in it, love them 365 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. A day. I need you know every day to be Valentine's I don't care days. if you have to Baby. take a bouquet of flower, twelve roses or whatever the case may be, and take a petal off each one and give her a petal every day of the damn year, but make sure that you love her the same every day instead of that one damn day. Anyway, back to... (laughs) This has been a challenging area for me because, you know, I'm fin to pour into um, the throne, man. You know what I'm saying? It's time for the throne to catch wings, you know. And um I I um red is in with me, man. You know what I'm saying? All the way in with me. And, and I am loving this, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh we finna do the damn thing. I'm excited about it, and I haven't been this excited about one individual thing for a very, very long time. Mm, well, so don't
1: that feel good? I am That's so good. grateful
0: for that. And I'm starting to meet with people and um just just get get build up build up i'm going to load up i'm going to load up and snap i just got a a a a, a revelation oh,
3: snap yeah <laughs> yeah he said i snap. just got <laughs> he said, hold like on you. let me see what i got
0: <laughs> before the show red said something about curly fries and i just caught on oh, your dreads look nice
1: thank you my locks yes
0: your locks your locks thank you they look nice
1: i've been taking care of them they look like, i really they look have. like curly fries uh huh. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh-huh. That's eyes? cute.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> what we're going to do, we're going to take a small break right now and uh, hear from our family of sponsors. Then we're going to come back in here and jump right in. To throw. Tax preparation, loan advances, early filing privacy protection, bookkeeping, financial services.
1: Hi, my name is Evelyn. 2024 tax season is approaching us soon. Please come and check us out at On the Rise Tax Service. We offer tax preparation,
4: loan advances, early filing starting January the 2nd, privacy protection, bookkeeping, and financial service.
3: And I'm Wendy Darche. I'm going to be one of the tax preparers this year at On the Rise Tax Services. Please come down and file your taxes with us. I am a realtor. After you're done, we're going to help assist you- with your credit and you can also start your home buying process with me and we can go ahead and start shopping
0: that's on the rise tax services tax preparation loan advances early filing privacy protection bookkeeping and financial service you can contact us at info on the rise or even call us at 866-238-7632 that's 866-238-7632 on the rise
4: Hey, y'all. This is Dr. Tawiri Held Armstrong with Your Dreams Matter. I am here to give you guys some information about my company, Your Dreams Matter Real Estate and Consulting Group, where we specialize in making sure that we make every housing dream come true, and we make sure that we help you create generational wealth through the acquisition of real estate. We help you guys to achieve all of your home ownership goals and dreams, all of your investor dreams, and most importantly, we teach you again how to create generational wealth through real estate. Do you know that you can buy from stop sign to stop sign? On. Here we make sure we help you learn how to buy the block. So get in touch with me, Dr. Tweri Held Armstrong. Your dreams matter, 214 642 2993. And you can reach me at yourdreamsmatterllc.com or yourdreamsllc.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Let's make today your day. Your dreams matter. Become a homeowner now.
0: Yo, this is Corey. Hey, say this, Nate. We are co-CEOs of O-Guns Tactical Firearms and Ammo LLC. If you're looking for firearms, ammo, accessories, optics, anything to do with firearms, you should stop by and give us an opportunity to earn your business. We're both NRA certified LTC instructors. So if you're looking to get your LTC, your license to carry, and you're in the DFW, definitely give us a shout. We're at 311 Thomas Place, Suite B, Everman, Texas, 761. Or visit our website at shop.ogunsdfw.com. That's 311 Thomas Place, Suite B. Everman, Texas. Or visit our website at shop.ogunsdfw.com. That's S H O P dot O-G-U-N-S-DFW.com. You better strap up now.
1: Oh. Hi. <laughs> 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 Call me with a mouthful of bait. Um, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, and before we went to the break, King Charles was just speaking a little bit about what um, the main focus of the show today is going to be, and, and basically um, we'll be talking about you know just going through um, being incarcerated and what life looked like looked like before um you know, and talk a little bit about the journey going through and and then where we are now today um on the other side um and so uh i will start out um it's a heavy topic i've never just this is the first time i've ever just sat and openly so openly um, spoken about this this part of my life um, and um so prior prior to me going away. I mean, I was 20... Shit, has been so freaking long. I was 20-something. 28, maybe 29 by the time I I got to prison. Um, So I was going through the indictment for uh, two and a half years before I went. Um, And being on pretrial, because I I went to the feds, Um, and so I was on pretrial for, you know, Two years before I, I got to prison, um, and so imagine as as a young mother of of three small kids, I had a baby. My my youngest was two when when I went away. Um, he was on my titty when they kicked my door in, um, and and my um, offense. Um, I I own my my position. I own what happened. Um, At this point in my life, I I can't blame anyone else because when we make certain decisions, we put ourselves in the line of fire. And I don't care if you didn't do it. You made yourself available to be caught up in the bullshit so i do take responsibility for that i knew what was going on around me even though i wasn't the one committing the crimes you know what i'm saying so guilty by association means just that the word guilty is still in the phrase come on somebody pay pay attention to her you better listen to what i'm telling you because i ain't talking about something that i don't know you know so uh, i was married to the plug You know, he he was my my baby daddy. We was recently married. Um, Smart, young black man, tired of being called a monkey on his job and being treated like a cotton-picking nigga by the good old boys in Topeka, good old Kansas. And so he said, F y'all, and he went to the streets because he was good with numbers. This is a story that too many black men are all too familiar with. Too familiar with. Having having to make penitentiary choices to live a good life as a young black man in a small town or in the hood or whatever the case may be with whatever your lack of support, lack of, of whatever, education, whatever it is, And you're faced with, do I go and I bust my ass at Wendy's or bust my ass at this warehouse for not enough money and it's wearing me out and I'm fighting with my girl and we got kids and I'm barely paying the bills? Or do I go out here and take my knowledge that these people over here won't champion and go hit this block and make this bread? And that is the that's the situation we found ourselves in. I wasn't selling the drugs, but I was guilty by association. You know what I'm saying? I was going to church, being the church kid that I was and working my job. I was in school raising my kids and my husband was the plug. And that's just what that was. And we have to be honest and open about who we are and what we go through and how we got to where we ended up. That caused us to go through the bullshit that we went through. Or how are you going to heal if you're not honest with all about all those things? And how can your story help somebody else? if you? withhold the most um, pertinent and important details of your story so
0: accountability man yes
1: we got indicted you know and and they thought that i knew more than i knew and you know and They follow you around, and and all the feds are storytellers. You know, they're storytellers. They take facts from your life, real honest facts from your life. They go through your financials. They look at your history. They pull your LexisNexis report, just like every company in the world, to see who you are, where you've been, so that they can put facts from your life together with their assumptions about the story that they're trying to pin on you, and they make it make sense. They write this story this book and they take it to a grand jury wow. the grand jury reads the book and decides if it sounds like fact or fiction and it's if it sounds a little bit like fact then you get indicted and now it's on you to prove to a court of law that you didn't do what they're saying that you did good luck with that if you're poor and black and don't have any knowledge of the system and don't have any support and find yourself in a situation where you don't know how to get the hell out of it Mm, mm, mm. that is that that (laughs) is the situation i found myself in and so now i'm fighting a battle that i don't know all of the elements to because i had nothing to do with that i'm over here raising my kids and doing what i do and spending our money and building our life and whatever i'm doing and so i don't have i don't have a defense Not to mention our assets were frozen and all of those things during the indictment or whatever. So now we don't have any assets, any money to get an attorney to protect ourselves, to fight for our lives. So now we have to use the defense that the government gives us.
0: Hello. Stay home, boy.
1: You know yeah. what I'm saying? So this is, this is the cycle. This is how it happens. This is how young black women, young mothers, you know, unassuming people, whatever, get caught up in this type of circumstance. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that they did what they're being charged with doing. But it does matter that you pay the fuck attention in school. And you learn how to understand and comprehend, and process information, and learn how to operate in the world around you, so that you can, um, so that you can avoid situations like this just by basic human knowledge and common fucking sense. Mm. So, I went to prison, and I and I, I was, I was sentenced to five and a half years. Five and a half years in federal prison, I ended up getting more time than my husband got for his freaking shit. How does that happen? Mm. Because there's no way that I could be telling the truth about who I am and what I do because of my association and because of the story that was presented to the court. And it, it belies who I know I am. So no matter what I say, the court has found me guilty of the story that was presented. And so nothing that I say in my own defense is going to make a bit of damn difference because the court has already made up its mind about who I am.
0: Period. Period. Period.
1: So then I find myself in a situation that I really can't get out of. What do I do? What do I do? I can't break the fuck out. I can't go home even though I know this is not fair. And then on top of that, how did I get more time than he got? And on top of that, how am I even here? But the person that was should be here is chilling at the crib. You know, there's so many elements. There's so many elements. But what I decided to do was not cry because I didn't even cry At my sentencing, when my mom was begging me to plead my case and beg the judge, and I had a black woman judge, and she told me, don't be mad. I got more time than my husband. So plead to beg for what? Because I'm still me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm still me. (laughs) In the courtroom or out of the courtroom, in front of Jesus Christ himself, I'm still me. That's right. So, no, I'm not begging. I'm not doing none of that. I got this to do. And obviously, because in that moment, God said, be still. That That was the beginning. That was the beginning. That was the defining moment in that courtroom when I was being sentenced and God said, be still. I didn't cry. I didn't budge. I took my jewelry off, gave it to my mom, let them put the cuffs on me, and I was on my way on my journey got to prison did my five and a half years I fought my case I stayed in the law library I did everything I could fought it all the way to the Supreme Court couldn't get no breaks couldn't get no relief couldn't get no nothing couldn't get no transfers couldn't get shit so you know what I so said I'm about to get fined about to get in this gym I got certified as a personal <laughs> trainer Well, I, I exercised my voice I created red January in that bunk
0: okay we gonna get into that yeah. hallelujah that's, that's yeah. the next step yeah. Wow, thank you, Red. That was um, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, that um, that, wow. that,
1: that uh, and that and that's the that before. Part. Wow, and
0: yeah, And that's the before. Yeah. So,
3: my the, narrative is totally the opposite. Right.
0: This is going to be this I mean, is going to be great, y'all. Like, <laughs> wait hey, till we put it this together. This is going to be end. great because <laughs> all of ours is going to be different. Watch. But, but wait till we get to that Go end. Ahead, Roz.
3: Come on, Rod. I mean, you know, my before was I was the plug in mortgage. And so being accountable, I'm the girl. Like, if you needed to get a mortgage done, regardless of what needed to be done to make it happen, we was going to close that deal. Just that simple. Plain and simple. Did I know at the time that, hmm, this could cost me? Oh, absolutely. But at the time,
0: I wouldn't think about that. That money was good. That, that,
3: that money and and in my family, my family dynamics is – I've always been the fixer. I've always been that person. You know, I'm that big sister that, okay, well, let me let me take care of that for you. You know, okay, don't worry about that, I got it. You know, because I don't want to see my sisters or whoever go through. So that was my outlet, not knowing that that outlet was some underlying issues that I hadn't dealt with. Okay. You know, <laughs> but so that's just, so that's who I was. That's what I was doing. But I took accountability because, hey, here we are. I mean, but I didn't get, you know, the door didn't get busted down. I received a phone call. I was driving down 35. Ooh. Hey, this is uh, Agent Ferris with the Federal Bureau of Investigations. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> God. Yeah, I am like, I'm like, uh, I'm like okay. Ever so politely. <laughs> yeah, we need to uh, have a conversation with you. I mean, just like that. I mean, that's exactly how it went down. So I make a phone call because I'm like, hey, okay, well, let me give you a call back because <laughs> uh, we're in total shock, I mean, like disbelief. So I actually make a phone call to an attorney's office, go to the attorney's office because they weren't answering, sit there, the attorney sees me, picks up his cell phone, calls him. <laughs> Got a client here <laughs> that y'all understand you want to meet with. I mean, and I'm like. This is something new to me in regards to it's federal because keep in mind, I've never dealt with federal, but I, I had some state stuff going on, mm-hmm. but never did any time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> A little different. A little different, you know. So mm-hmm. it was just totally like, this is really what was getting ready to go down, you know. And was I scared? I was scared because, like I said, I've never done any time. Right. But I knew, I knew from the very beginning. There, that you go out of here. It's, it's a done. You knew when
0: you had the phone call. It was. It was See, it I was didn't
3: know. Home.
1: I just knew. I just trusted in the system. And I, B- I didn't. I didn't trust in the
3: system. I knew that you know what,
0: Shit.
3: all that other stuff. You got away with it. Mm. It's time to pay up. Pay the piper.
0: It's
3: time to pay the piper. Wow. It's time to pay the piper. It wasn't a good feeling. And you know what? For me, I was more upset for my family that's the because, fixer. because now
0: that's the fixer mm-hmm.
3: because now what are they going to do mm-hmm. you worry about, about them do? more than you worry was, about yourself I, absolutely and God said this journey is for all of y'all see 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 this ain't see? just for you I'm going to sit you down so they can get it together it's the recognizing wow. what you what, what it is yeah you're going you to deal with all your issues you're going you're gonna to deal with you ain't never told nobody you was molested as a child. You're going to deal with all of that when I sit you down.
1: Oh, all that shit you've been yeah. running from. Yeah,
3: all that stuff you've been running from and, and doing this and, you know, so you was hoeing around because you didn't know in regards to how to handle that internally because, you know, growing up, you know, obviously in our era, that's a taboo.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, you
3: know, we'll go in this house, stay in this house. What You know, you don't see a counselor. What What? what? <laughs> Come on you know that's not going down so no you're gonna deal with that that's what you're gonna do you're gonna get to deal with them issues and you're gonna be somebody different you're gonna you're gonna walk in what I've called you to be
0: how much did they set you down for
3: I had 58 months
1: yeah yeah Wow Wow yeah, so. you see the purpose in it though,
3: this thing you do, yeah. but in the beginning, you know, you like, this ain't what we doing, Yeah, no. like really, Mm-mm. I mean, cause you know, I got, I got sentenced on a screen, somebody wake me up from this dream, you know, Nightmare. I mean, but I got a chance to self surrender. Oh yeah, no. Nah, you I know, didn't. so I didn't get, I didn't have to go right then. Nah, they said you've been out long enough. Mm-mm. You know, no. but yeah. but even <laughs> still, them, them sixty days, story. them sixty <laughs> days of waiting to go and turn yourself in, ain't no joke.
0: <laughs> nah, man, because all kind of shit going through your head because <laughs> you know, you still, you still have thought about, man, man, I can run, man. You know what I'm saying? I already know you thought about that. Everybody no. thinking, you never even you think about running. No. Couldn't run, huh?
3: No. Because then I run where I'm going to go. What kind of position is that going to put my people in?
0: Because she ain't going to be
1: able to talk to her people if she running. You know? Because they're going right. to go straight to them yeah. people looking for yeah. her. Yeah. They gonna Especially be, dealing mm, with the feds. Don't nobody want to be on witness State <laughs> protection. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Um, just yeah. let me go knock this time out and get back to the house with my folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But different. but that accountability, just knowing that you gotta just be like, hey, you know what? I did that. I did that. Or
1: understanding that even even it whatever it is. There, there's something you got this to do for yeah. whatever it is yeah. so now you gotta you gotta figure yeah, out wh- what this yes. lesson is about because obviously you don't have control in this in this situation at this point so you better you better look within find the the purpose in it what, what about you what's your before
0: wow um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah let's hear your before
0: this just cracked open a little something here for me um, mm-hmm. As you can tell, it's different. everybody's a little bit different, so um mines is um on the extreme um <clears throat> my before my before is um a dysfunctional life, a dysfunctional childhood and poverty um, in your mind. How you fix up a black man that grows up in South Central Los Angeles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was me. And um, join gangs, start using drugs, but what sent me to prison was the drugs. It wasn't my gang activity. I was more or less smart than that, you know what I'm saying? I got away with a whole bunch of stuff, but the drug use. It's what drove me in and out of prison. You know what I'm saying? I got addicted to crack cocaine. And once I was addicted to crack cocaine, everything was subject to my reach. You know what I'm saying? I hurt and ran through everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Family, girlfriends, people I don't know. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah. My, before prison, and I'm going to talk about before my last time because I went three times. My first, my before was just on dope, on crack, and trying to get the next hit by any means necessary. Whether it was robbing drug dealers, robbing 7 Elevens, it didn't matter. Kick-doing houses, it didn't matter. You know, I was, it didn't matter. I'm making everybody drop out because I had to have it, you know. And uh, I ended up in prison. I went to prison for the first time, and I think I was 22 years old. I had county jail time way before that, but I went at 22 years old. The first place I went was Soledad Central, Fox Wings. Cell two thirteen.
1: Not the cell number, y'all. Okay. Level
0: three yard. <laughs> okay. Under the gun, slanging and banging. It's going down. Every six months, they're going on lockdown for six months. You know what I'm saying? I'm fully affiliated at this time. You know, uh, first time I get there, I stay in the cell for ten days just to, so they can investigate, see if I have any enemies on the yard. After 10 days, they let you out on the yard. By then, all the homies that know, they already know I'm on the yard. You know what I'm saying? So they met me at the gate, showed me where our area was on the yard. (laughs) Oh, this is real gangbang. This is real stuff. um, They gave me a care package, and that care package was all hygiene, a can of bugler, and a knife. They showed me how to maintain and maintenance the knife. I had to find a spot on the yard, create me a hole on the knife, bury my knife. And every day I had to maintain my knife, dig it up after every three months and stuff, and make sure it's still sharp and ready to go. You know? um
1: Can't even wow. comprehend. Golly,
0: that's the life that I live. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Inside a prison for my first time at 22 years old. If I'm out on the yard and I had to use the bathroom, I had to I had to move with 10 to 15 homies at one time. You never struggle by yourself at no time. No matter whether you go into the library, the or anything, it has to be at least a minimum of 10 with you. And everybody, mostly everybody, strapped, ready to go with something. At all wow. times. This is the type of yard that I first landed on when I first went to prison at Soledad Central.
1: Ooh, that's intense. Mm-hmm.
0: Finally got out of there <laughs> and um, gave me gate money. And the first thing that I bought with my gate money was a 40 ounce old English 8 ball. And it was only cracking again, all over again. A different same cycle. I ain't go home. Go see my mama, see my sisters, see my children, or nothing. I went seeing the dope man. And I was on that cycle all over. Again. 22
1: years old. You was a baby.
0: And then I did it for three years, and then I went back to prison. And at that time, the first stop on that was San Quentin.
1: Ooh, wow. Shit.
0: And I landed up in there, and that was a whole nother experience. So. I can go on and on and tell you all kind of prison stories. I could tell you about melees, I could tell you about prison wars, I could tell you about skinheads, hairs, Northanials, Serenals, Bloods, Crips, BGF, I could tell you about all of that. I know about all of that. I could tell you about being up under paperwork. I could tell you about how to survive in prison, how to hoard on hygiene, I could tell you that. I could tell you how to cook any kind of damn soup you can want. You know, we can go through all <laughs> that yeah! stuff, but I'm you don't understand. About this. All that hey, shit <laughs> All that shit like that is going to do you no good. Because None. what I'm doing, and the reason why we're having this show, yeah. is because you can make a decision not to do that or go that route. That right
3: there. That part.
1: That right there. Yeah. So, yes.
0: stayed in San Quentin. But in the time that I was out, I took a trip down to Texas, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I came down to Texas, and I wanted to do a geographical change. But I came out here with a trash bag of everything that I was doing in LA, and I just sat down in Texas and I did it out here. I kicked old, I ran up and everything down here, and I, I man everything that I was doing in LA. I came down here in Texas and did with mm, mm-hmm. Texas set that ass down. Set that
3: ass down, down Texas. here.
0: Now,
1: not down here, you won't. Okay. Prisons
0: from Cali to Texas. Prisons in Cali are more serious more serious, more deadly. See that. But the prisons out here in Texas, this is slave country for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For real. So Therefore, I went to prison down here, the prison. first place I, I I I landed in prison down here, it's, it's a prison called East Ham. It's nicknamed the insane asylum in Love Lady, Texas. Mm. Only cracking, only cracking, you know. And uh, I learned what a hoe squad is. It's going out, you know, uh, in the middle of the field. You, you said know, a hoe, a hoe, H O E. Okay. Were y'all out there
3: a working a squad, in the field with a hoe? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. Hoe. Oh, okay. You know, you said hoe. They I was. Call it I thought an aggie. Something
0: <laughs> it's a aggie. It's a hoe, but it's bigger than a hoe. It's, an it's aggie. big, heavy ones, yeah, long ones. Look like <laughs> a, a, a shovel, flat <laughs> shovel. Mm-hmm. With a hook. And uh, they send you out there and got you, got Even you just hidden on it and just, just dirt and shit like that and all of that <laughs> stuff like that and they lined up singing slave songs and no, shit, a, no, you they
1: know, singing full. They
0: singing slave songs and shit. They'd had the fire, fire yeah. line on my ass. That's about singing. First time I went out Fuck. there, man, and I seen this shit go down, man. I threw that aggie down, man, and the. Uh, uh, the uh, co on the horse, they got co two of them way out there. They got sniper rifles, right? But they got a couple of them up close on you, right? Mouth full of tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I threw my Aggie down, and they was telling me, "La, you better pick that up. You better pick me man. man. Fuck this, man. I'm not doing <laughs> this." You
5: know?
0: And then wow. I said, uh, 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 "Boss man, gonna get you, boss man." Not boss I said, man. man. I said, "Man, I ain't got no boss." He took man. me
1: back to and the uh, Civil them, War. I said,
0: yeah, I told my man. Man, that's man, look, I'm I in my mad. 30s at this time, 40s or something like this oh, time, and then at this Lord time, I, uh, I told them, man, I'm not scared of the police, and it's still West Coast <laughs> on my, fuck <laughs> the police, you know.
5: <laughs> <laughs> man,
0: they took my ass and stripped my ass butt ass naked and put me in the cage on top of the damn trailer, man, that they rode out there on, and I stayed out there like a hundred and a hundred four degrees out there, man. Oh, that's
1: cruel and unusual uh, punishment now. Mm. Yeah, when I went
0: back, man, I went on to the hole, man. I couldn't do this no more, Mm. you know. Anyway, I just shared that with you. But look, that was the first time. I finally got out of prison out here in Texas, and I went right back to the same old shit. And then I went back to prison. And then they said, um, we're going to try you as a habitual criminal. Your maximum sentence is life in prison. And uh, hair fell out, you know what I'm saying? I got depressed. And I was scared to death. I didn't want to do life in prison. And uh, the public pretender, he came to talk to me and everything right. like do that, it. you know, <laughs> and uh, he talking about this is what we can do. Man, I said, man, sh- man look, man, when is prison? When are we going to court? When are we going to court? When are we to court? And he trying to help me, and I'm not. I don't need your help. I just <laughs> need to speak to he put the damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let me you.
1: talk. Let, let, me, let, me. let me
0: do it. And, man, I'm in it for my life, for right real.
1: Right and you're not
0: helping. And uh, clearly, and I just told the judge, you know what I'm saying, at that time, man. He said, he uh, He had a. Uh, I asked the public pretender to ask the <laughs> judge, can I have a word? So he asked the judge. He said, uh, my client would like to have a word to the court. To the judge, you um, know, the judge looked over at the DA and the assistant DA, and they peek up from their p- pink face uh, paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, oh my uh, and, um,
1: I'm having
0: they, they like, Okay, we don't care. We're gonna just we're right. get him anyway. It don't mm-hmm. matter. So you know, and I talked to. He said, "Go ahead." And I told the judge, I say, "Look, I say." Um, by now, you can look at how I'm used to this. I'm, this is nothing that's new to me, A court lawyers, attorneys, and everything like that, and even crime. I said, look, let's keep it simple. You know, you got three cases against me. They're all felonies. You know what I'm saying? If we could put them all together and run them concurrent, I'll take 10 years, and you know what I'm saying, and let's go ahead and save the taxpayers some money.
1: No, you didn't. I said it defense. just like
0: that. <clears throat> and he stood like this, he looked at me, he had on his glasses like this.
3: <laughs> of course. And he looked at me, <laughs> I look just like, like, like the I do. same I do. color okay. and everything. I dare you? And
0: uh, he shuffled some paperwork, and he said, you just got out. You just got out, and you still on parole for a 15-year sentence. How would I look like giving you 10, less than that now? I said, okay. Okay, well let's make that fifteen across the board. He shoved the paper, looked over at the DA, they did they old little pink face. Nothing. They, don't <laughs> <get it. laughs> Not, they I got can, a conviction. Yes, so yes you know is. what I'm saying? And uh, <clears throat> they all agreed to we signed the paperwork and I'm on my way to prison for fifteen years. Wow. But I'm gonna say this, when I was on my way to prison, I man, hope your you know know public pretender didn't get paid. Right. Because you did the work, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> for okay. real. Because uh, he was going,
3: because the pretender was gonna going get to get you prison.
0: life. I went to, the second time I went, I went to Pulaski. Pulaski is death row. You know, you got uh, 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 Huntsville out here, that's a death row. But mm-hmm. Pulaski is a death row also. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody on this entire prison, on this entire yard, damn near got L's or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I got 15 years, and I get in there, people start recognizing me and everything like that because they know I'm affiliated, they trying to get me to call the shots and everything. I'm not trying to do none of that. I go to the child hall, you hear I say child hall, right? <laughs> I go to the child hall one day, Red, and I sit down in the child hall, and I got about four or five of the homies with me, I got, got Usalam on me, Swahili, they have me security, they got some security Are you on
1: a hoe thug in these and, shoes, um, cuz
0: and um, (laughs) these two men came in the child hall and they were two black men. Take your hand down. There were two black men and um, one was pushing the other. One was in a wheelchair and one was pushing the other. And I don't know which one was blind, which one was crippled or what, I don't know. But I know I looked at them as they came in the child hall and a voice in my own, in my voice, a sound in my own voice say, that's gonna be you.
1: I swear to God, I knew you was gonna say that. That's
0: gonna be you. Was that your you
1: epiphany you. or what? Your Awakening? That was it. Right that mm. was it. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> I denounced I knew it.
0: myself from the game. Mm-hmm. I ain't played no dominoes. I ain't played no games or none of that stuff. I enrolled in the college. I, know I read you every book in the library. I went to every class on the yard. Wow. And, uh, I just went to every church session and everything like that. Narcotics Anonymous came in there. I went to them meetings, and NAAA came in there, I went to them meetings, and I just did a whole 360, man. You know what I'm saying? I found out, I said, what's the common denominator to keep me in handcuffs? And I said, man, every time I've been in handcuffs, I've been under the influence. I said, so I don't need to be under the influence, no damn more. And
1: the key is to answer the call.
0: Yes. And at that point, you know what I'm saying, even before I got out, six years, every year I come up for parole. You know, when you go in there, every year you come up for parole.
1: Of a state, yeah.
0: State, right. You come up for parole. After six years, I took, I was sitting in my cell, and I laid down on my, I was sitting straddling my, my bunk like this, and I laid the forms out that they give you when they deny you parole, and I laid them out. And they were identical, like somebody ran a photocopy of them. Everyone, every word, every letter, and everything was exactly the light. The only thing that was different was the dates. Wow. Everything was the same. They denied me for what? One thing, my criminal history, mm-hmm. something I can't change.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wrote the commissioner.
0: I wrote the commissioner. And I sent him a copy. I went to school and I made a copy of those six, things, six papers. And I sent it to him and I wrote a letter. I said, I can't change this. But if you call the warden here and the counselors up here at this prison where I've been for the last six years and ask them who Charles Smith is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they'll tell you who he is. Wow. I said, because this, none of this can tell you who I am. You know, I'm a different person.
1: Mm-hmm. But you had to put that work Two
3: in. Two weeks
0: later, I'm on a bus.
3: See there? Well, you know what? So ironic is that because you know, so often people see you, and when you if you have a conversation, and I know for me, I've had the conversation with people, and and they'll be like, "Well, you don't look like you went to prison."
1: Well, yeah, what uh, does, what that, does, that, does that, that look like?
3: Yeah, what, what does that look, look like? like?
1: Well, because the mm-hmm. average person, lay people, just if they, if they don't have anyone in their family with with that kind of those kind of issues in and out of jail and stuff they just immediately attribute it to people who are gangster and Street people, homeless Shit, people. They got, Brad, things like they got that. brads in there too. Well yeah. I mean Emanuel. of course. Absolutely. And little old <laughs> right. and little old ladies who were bank tellers yeah. and all that. Kind oh, of yeah. oh right. But the people that, yeah. don't typically think of mm-hmm. those people when they think of jail. They think of bad people. They do. Oh yeah, thanks. I forgot all about that. Yeah. But um yeah, shit, but, but when I got to prison, I saw the little old lady with the uh, bouffant hair from the, from the, uh, from the bank, <laughs> from the bank that then mark checked the wrong box on a loan application and, and took, went under for the whole scheme that was going on at the bank or, you know, somebody whose husband was doing some dirt in their business or whatever and she got swept up, you know, just the real people. You real, know, real, real life, people real life stuff. with with real regular lives, your freaking neighbor, the person you sit next to on the pew at church every Sunday, <laughs> like <laughs> the pastor, the choir director, the home girl down the street, the oh, hair oh, yeah. braider, like you just mm-hmm. never know. You don't know what someone went through. And when when you're in prison, you can be whoever you want to be. You, you You can tell people you, whatever your background was whatever, and we don't know you from Adam, you know so you have to the key to to all of this was that everyone sitting on this panel had an epiphany in the early stage of their journey absolutely we we had an epiphany, we had a download the the most high spoke to us, and we answered the call and that was the moment in each one of our respective journeys that changed the trajectory um, of our journey that started us, that pivoted us and started us on our journey to who we are and where we are right now in this moment. Going to prison for whatever reasons, we come from three totally different lanes of the same journey, the same type of journey, same type of experience. We come from three different backgrounds, but we're all sitting on this panel right here, right now, today.
0: And that's what we're going to talk to you about mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's what we got going now. And not only what we got going on now, the why. And I want to talk, and I want to start that off after this musical break. I want to start off the day of your release
5: Ooh. and what that felt
0: like. Because Ooh. that was a whole big bunch of feelings for me. Ooh, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. This is The Throne. We'll be right back.
6: It ain't even Christmas it's your birthday so I-
2: Smell it on my sheets I heard you say that you might love another It filled up my world with And I can't stop reminiscing where we relive In a moment where you were meant for me But all this fame and fortune Can't afford me what I need
0: Welcome back to the Thrones, Red January, and King Charles. We got Roz over here, and I want Roz to start right now. And let me know, let us know, Roz, that day that you got out, the day that you got home. You know, what, the, what were the feelings? What was the mindset, you know, and where were you at? And what was your spirit at at that time?
3: You know what? The day I got out, I mean, it was just just so many different emotions, you know, because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm free and free in the sense of now I can move around, so to speak, not so much as my mind because my mind was already free because I, I had to be to be able to navigate through prison itself, mm-hmm. but mm. so of course, my family picked me up, uh you know, like I said, we were federal prison, so it wasn't like, oh, go get on the bus, so to speak, because you got to go to the halfway house mm-hmm. so I'm not actually going home per se, so I kind of had you know a lot of emotions about how this is going to. Go down, so to right. speak, because you know, because I, I want to go home and lay in my own bed, you know. But okay, this is just another, you know, another step to getting to where we can be completely uh, in a comfortable, a different environment, so to speak. So, of course, they pick me up, and you know, we head to the halfway house, and they probably thinking, oh my god, she got a whole crew ca- caravan
1: <laughs> but uh, the sure same crew from visitation honey that's, that when they her family baby they supported her every visitation every single visitation baby somebody was coming to see rosalind and that was beautiful to see now i'm telling you that's that's important that support but but that support yeah was a big part
3: of you know my mindset because you know, mm-hmm. having the people knowing that you know whether I'm down or up you you're my cheerleaders, mm-hmm. you know you're gonna encourage me, you know like, hey, okay, you made a mistake, you know people people mess up in life,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: you know, you might not have done what I did, but you don't did something, or you might not have got caught, but hey, here we are, mm-hmm. so get to the halfway house, like saying this, you know it was different. Uh, Cause here you go, you're gonna be in the room with a bunch of women again, <laughs> and you know, and then you know, you got some people that still, you know, that's nasty. You know, you're in a halfway house, girl. Get, get your, get your scrunchie and stuff and put it up. You're not at home, but I, also I had to look at, okay, but this is life for some people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you, you sit back and you're like, okay, not to be judgmental, but then you have to observe and and think about, okay. Just because that wasn't my life doesn't mean that that's not Susie's life,
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know. So, yeah, so you're, you're
1: comfortable here.
3: Baby, I'm trying to go home. I'm trying to go to the
1: house. <laughs> and that was this half of the whole time. I just have to interject, honey. You comfortable here. I'm not. This
4: yeah. <laughs> is not, not my life looking ass. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. No, for real, relate. no. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, All that you relate.
3: thinking that she booed you, she did. Yep, that, I'm her. I, I'm, owning yeah.
1: I'm owning that
3: I'm owning that don't even let's not play about
1: it okay <laughs> I'm here you here but we are not the same
5: <laughs> my confidence like, level is way different than your confidence
1: well, none of us got no confidence in this yeah, like that but yeah, really. listen let's be clear you're going to be in my room you're going to wash your ass or I'm going to help you
3: uh, absolutely <laughs> but anyway but in even like navigating through at the halfway house you know, I, after getting there, I had to get to the point where I had to not hold back from being me. Because it's totally different, you know, they, you know you're know, you in a different environment, you know, so that you're, you're going to have to adapt to their little rules and what you can do and can't do. And, you know, they looking at you crazy when you're having visitation and, you know, looking you up and down. And, Ooh. you know, it was crazy because I went to... I actually ended up working at my church uh, when I came home to be able to navigate, to be able to move around, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So going there, and we went, we were meeting me and my aunt, Aunt Betty. Everybody know Aunt Betty. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> And we were sitting there having a conversation with my pastor, and he was just like, you know, hey, you're not yourself. You seem like you're down, like something is disturbing you. You're like, it? you know, like you need to release whatever is going on. And at that point I realized that I was trying to be somebody that I, that I wasn't because I didn't want to be judged and looked that different at the halfway house. So at that very point, you know, so, so everywhere I went before that, Aunt Betty had to come pick me up, you know, sign me out and all that old kind of stuff. And at that point, after that conversation, I'm like, bring me my damn car. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Going on up here. Oh, you, you you had you had left the car at the house so the people wouldn't know what you drove. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me my S five fifty.
3: Bring me my purses. We finna stop being somebody that we're not. You know they're, they're gonna they're gonna arrive at their. You know, judgment of me anyway. So why am I going to come in here and pretend like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'm, I carry this Marshall's purse for $9.99, $9 leather, leather purse. No, we're not doing none of that. Let's, let's be who we are because that's, that's it's me. That's what it is. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. So either you like it or you don't. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you didn't participate. You're not paying any of these bills. You're not contributing to this. I am who I am. And so we're going to walk in it. Why am I going to be ashamed that I had to support that? What I left with, I had when I came home. There's nothing to be ashamed about that. I had the type of support system to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't by something. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't by something because I'm some great person. Okay, that's just what God had for my life. Mm -hmm. You know, to bless Mm -hmm. me with that type of support system. So I don't have to be ashamed of that. I can I can walk with my head held high in okay. And that's there the, is a confidence in, uh, that comes
1: out of that experience.
3: Yeah,
0: it is. And uh, that's kind of like what, what, I, what I hear her saying. She caught herself <laughs> in, a, in in this situation that I've caught myself in a few times in my life, you know what I'm saying, to where I'm dummying down mm-hmm. yes! to get along mm-hmm. or just so, you know, I won't have judgment passed on me or whatever the case may be. Because I used to remember doing it when I was young because, mm-hmm. you know, I was really good in school. I was bad as hell, but I was really good at school. <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. Know? Shit, I, I, I learned man, who used I to, was. Used to, uh, <clears throat> I used to hear this all the time. Hey, you think you're smart. you smart. And I didn't want to separate myself from the homies like mm. that. Right? right. So I dummy myself down. No, you, know? you think
1: I'm smart. No, you think I'm cool. Then, no, and, you think I'm. And you, and know you know right. I am.
0: You do. Yeah. I found myself even in <laughs> relationships. You know what I'm saying that I, I had you know what I'm saying that I had to dummy myself down because they felt uncomfortable of my my intellect or how much I know because you know I'm one uh, one of the people that is granted the opportunity to have Something that a lot of people might not understand. Well, we have street smart. I have mm-hmm. street smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I'm saying. I got a little academics up under my mm-hmm. belt too. So I got I got a plethora of things. A lot of people don't. Have. And then I got a mouthpiece on me. You know what I'm saying? A little piece piece of swag on me. So See? I got a little something that a lot of people don't have. Or mm-hmm. try and work so hard to get, and they can't get it. And they can't get it right. Mm-hmm. But and I say that in a way, though you know, a humbling way, because you know what I'm saying. Like, I am who I am. You know what I'm saying, and, I, and that's unapologetically. Absolutely. Your first day home. Talk about it.
1: It was uneventful. My first day home was not. It was. It was the leading up to the going home Because the it. going the going home day was a bunch of pomp and circumstance it was a bunch of goodbyes and a bunch of you know getting making sure my paperwork is right and checking out and making sure I'm where I'm supposed to be <laughs> and all that shit oh, and I'm secret. nervous cuz I ain't from here and ha- and now who's going to be where and what time and you know so that day the best part of that day was when I laid my head on that bunk in the halfway house and went to fuck to sleep and the day was over and I was settled in and I was out of prison. Like, that was all I could mm-hmm. ingest, digest that day. <clears throat> but it was more importantly, most importantly, um, and I think the the purpose that the Most High had for this journey um, altogether was that I found myself, I made my life, I created my life, I manifested my life. And I was obedient in that place. It had nothing to do, you know, the elements I told you about the before, um, led me to the moment to where I had this, this awakening, and it wouldn't have happened had I not been, um, sat down and set apart because I was moving too fast and I was life was was happening and I'm kicking in I'm partying and I'm, I'm caught up in things that I shouldn't be caught up in plus you know kids and life and just all the things and God had something for me now in this time that I'm living in right now in this space in this season that I had to go through that prison experience to get here because there was no such thing as red January before I went to prison. Um, the the life lessons that I learned through that journey through that experience I would not have had the opportunity to learn had I not been in that place Mm -hmm. Um, so for me very early on in my in my prison experience I learned that this was not about the why I was there the the um, conviction, the elements of my case, the people surrounding my case, my husband, how I felt about him, all those things were irrelevant. They were just pawns on the chessboard for me to reach my destiny. So, in honoring that, in understanding that, in recognizing that, in acknowledging that early on, it made my experience be something that I can't explain to anyone. I couldn't explain to my family. I couldn't explain to my kids. I couldn't explain to my husband. I couldn't explain to anyone. I just had to, um, I had to release myself to the experience. Kind of like when you get in the pool and you, and you want to float how you have to completely relax and breathe and just let everything go. Mm -hmm. I knew right away because the first prayer that I prayed was God, just give me your peace. Your unconditional peace. I needed a peace. I was so uptight and so anxious that I needed to be settled in my spirit so that I could focus, so that I could hear, so that I could understand, so that I could make it through, so I could make the right choices. And so along that way, you know, I did a lot of praying and fasting and and journaling and writing, and I had a lot of dreams. And that's where Red January came from. And I literally created her. And all of the things I've done outside of on this side of the wall are documented from years past when I was there. So on the on the flip side on the outside once I was released after I did my time um, I I had to hit the ground running because I had already conditioned myself um, in a place of tunnel vision. So I knew where I was going. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know the, the lay of the land because I'm not from here. But Spirit told me this is where you're supposed to be. And I had to fight against my family and my husband and baby daddies and all this kind of shit just because I chose to stay here because I knew that this was where I was supposed to be. So that was even a struggle. But I had the fortitude, the wherewithal, um, the strength to stay my ground because I knew because I spent that time away getting to know myself, um, mm-hmm. manifesting my life for when I was released starting over I focused on it I placed myself there I had dreams I felt the feeling of now what I'm feeling now I felt then that I told y'all last week that's how you manifest and I did that and that's why I have such a um well-rounded understanding of how to create your life because I've done it I do it and so the journey was it was intentional um it was specific um it was orchestrated and i studied it like i was in school i made the most of it because no we're not never going back there that's not the place i came from i never saw myself there i'm a church kid i'm an intellectual you know i was a mm-hmm. wife a mother all of these things just guilty by association right <laughs> so on the outside of that thing i t- I went back to my journals. I keep my journals. I go back to them and I cross off all of the things that I manifested, the things that I've already done. I'm checking, checking my, uh, checking my list and marking the shit off. You know what I'm saying? So when I tell y'all manifestation and, And writing it down and visualizing your life and taking the steps because faith without works is dead. Absolutely. You know, get out there and do what you were destined created to do when you have those dreams. Go for it, because if we can do it, if we can do it, you know, we were in prison amongst the unlovely ones, no matter how we got there, no matter what the circumstances were. That's where we were. But we all answered the call, and were intentional about the visions that we were given and the downloads that we received, and we walked the walk. And now, respectively, each one of us are bosses in our own rights. Let's just be completely unabashed and unashamed about saying that.
3: That's right. You know,
1: it it, it really (laughs) made me, the experience, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not mad at it. I'm grateful for it. And if I can do it coming from where I came from, Fighting the battles that I fought, you know, the ones that I'm still fighting, the mountains that we've had to climb. If we can do it and we can bounce back and sit on this panel and tell you, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. because it's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. beautiful. And I'm a firm believer everything that I went through in my life, you know, it it, it was destined, you know, I had to go through it. It's the story. But I just want to just say, just real quick, um, as, as different as the times were that we shared on theirs, and thank you, Red, for saying what you just said. You know, uh, sending that hope shout out. You know, that was those that, that was that was needed. But my my first day <clears throat> home and coming home or getting out was a little different and. and, and um, I didn't have a vision because I didn't have nothing to look through. I had I didn't have nothing to model it on. You know, I didn't I didn't know what life looked like. I didn't know what square being a square looked like. I didn't I didn't I didn't know what was in front of me. I didn't know. I just didn't. I just knew I didn't want what I had. I just didn't want what I went through. No that was home. the vision,
3: though. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, that was your vision. You, you didn't know, want what
1: you had. That.
0: And I came home. Uh, I could have paroled to somebody. But I didn't, I chose to go to a halfway house, you know, and- um,
1: Take responsibility for your shit.
0: Like, just like uh, in prison, they hold you there for 10 days, you can't move, you know. And then after that ten day, my first day leaving there, the first place I went was um, Texas Workforce. Because, you know, I know that, you know, every, anything be the zero
1: all right, and that's
0: what I had in my pocket mm. zero. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I didn't think about going to get nothing to drink, I didn't think about going to get high. I'm gonna be honest with you, I had done six years. My last time I did six calendars, right? I wasn't even trying to get me no coaching. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: well, I definitely had it on my mind.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. was. Mean, half mean, long. it, was, it was probably there. <laughs> But I've been putting no energy towards that.
1: Right yeah, yeah. I, I, I can do right. was different.
0: Because yeah. and, and he, Redden heard me say it on the show before, <laughs> I don't even get aroused if my pockets ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My pockets ain't right. I know right.
1: a lot of men like that. Uh, yeah.
0: No, it ain't like that. I, I can't get out <laughs> like that. So I had, to, I had to go get it, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to go get it. I got so go to go it. get it. So I went to go give me a little bullshit ass job. Got that, you know what I'm saying? Within three days of being able to move, within three days I had a job. But that first day that I got a chance to go out, I went to Texas Workforce, man, to log in and start getting my applications and resume ready to, you know, get out there. Put all that stuff I did in prison on the resume like I had a real job mm-hmm. and
2: shit. Come on now, you got to start
0: somewhere. Then, um, right. You got to build it yeah,
1: yeah,
0: up. the next place I went was a food stamp place. In the third place I went, I went to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. I
1: love that for you. Oh. See? That was that my, was, you that had, was had my, a plan. That, yeah. was my, yeah. that, was my, yeah. that
0: was my first day. And you the, had a plan. And I went to Narcotics Anonymous because somewhere down the line, somewhere in my past, when I was getting a nudge from the judge and had to go get my paper signed so many times in those meetings or whatever the case may be, I heard something. Mm-hmm. That when I knew I was ready, I needed to go back in that place. Seeds. gave me the support mm-hmm. and the family and, and, and the help and the mentorship that I needed. Mm-hmm. They and those gave seeds me were planted tools. early. Yes. They gave me the, the tools. tools. Yeah. In Narcotics Anonymous I received all the tools that make me the man that I am today. I love that for you. Because I found out one thing. It wasn't the drugs. It was a me problem.
1: Mm. It's always a me problem. Yeah. It's always know, a me problem. I yeah. did
0: not know who the fuck I that, was, man. That,
1: that, that. But but when you got them f- tools, I it got got was to like
0: tapping hey, into somebody that I didn't. You start building. You start building who you all is, who I want. Man, let me tell you a story. <laughs> that right let me there.
1: <laughs> I needed some tools, Look, baby.
0: Okay. I build the house. You know what I wanted to be when I got out of prison? A professional forklift driver. You, you, I almost,
1: almost, you know what? Listen, that's the truth. Let me that's tell the you. Truth. Let me tell you how much I believe you because when I was locked up, I worked on landscape. Yeah, I worked on landscape. I'm, I'm talking about, I was mowing the grass. <laughs> Do, do, do. Yep, she was. I was on the ride mowers I was on the backhoe I was using pallet <laughs> electric uh, forklifts pallet jacks electric pallet jacks Clark stand up baby I'm a cold piece I just look like this and I swear when I first came home I was going to go get a job doing that and I was really <laughs> low key excited about it because I think the shit know. is cool so don't hate on brother that's just right. working at the warehouse that's driving right. a forklift because that's actually a skill <clears> I hate NASA's <laughs> It
2: is. that's
5: all
1: I wanted I to be. I that the
0: label, so I,
1: I, I, I
3: ain't going to
0: favor the with man, that one. I, I, I wanted to I be mean, a that ain't personal driver, so but <laughs> as I began to exercise my tools, <laughs> I began to find out things about me yes. that I didn't even know existed. I was so deeply arrested in my development. Mm-hmm that I didn't even know who I was and what I carried with me and what I had and seeing God had a whole big old plan for me. And you was aspiring
1: to be a four drivers, see. Everything and
0: anything that I have right now <clears> or <throat> involved with right so now, good. I never dreamed of. I never planned on it and I never went to school for it. I went, I, you know, I'm a biomedical technician too for, for a global corporation. I managed two clinics. I never went to school for none of that. Mm-hmm. But listen. And I am I broadcast, you know, and I've been doing it for six years. I never went to school for that. Never never wanted it. They came scouting me out. It's just a whole bunch, man. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be a fucking forklift driver. Mm-hmm. But he said, I know the plans I have.
1: But that's it. All you have to do, <laughs> this is what y'all got to understand. All you have to do is surrender yourself. Yes. You have to, in a sense, move out of your, uh, of your own Get way. Of your way. Get out when of your own I, way. When I say, in a sense, move out of your own way, life is a, is a is a dual thing. This life we live is dual. It's spiritual and it's natural. It's physical and yes, it's spiritual, absolutely. right? And so we have to manage two dual sides of ourselves. And so the more intellectual of a person that you are, the more you develop your cognizance and your ability to understand and comprehend and communicate, then the deeper and the more fully that you can understand spiritual things. And that's when you begin to, let me put this damn vape down, that's when you begin to tap into who you truly are, the essence of yourself, your spirit man. And when you can understand who you are spiritually, now you can navigate both sides of the coin. and watch those things come together and work in tandem and that's when you are able to start walking in your purpose to start walking in your purpose but you got to pay attention you got to keep your head on the swivel you got to do the work you got to read you have to be a student of yourself and you have to utilize your experiences and your circumstances you have to chew up the meat and spit out the bones take what applies Apply it to your life and move forward. Holy shit. And then you will see. I'm telling you, it works. It's not magic. It's not. uh, It's the template. It really is. Try it. Apply it. And I promise you, you will see results. And this is why we're here. This is why we're sharing our journeys with you guys. Because we've been through the valley of the shadow of of death. We have been amongst the unlovely ones. And in those moments, we were. A part of the culture of the unlovely ones. But it was there that we found ourselves and we found our true strength and we found the courage to step outside of what people thought of us, who people thought we were, what people's judgments were of us. And we walked in our purpose. We walked in our purpose. And every time you're going to be blessed, I'm telling you.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I was, um, this happened about a month ago. I was on the freeway and I was driving and I was, sometimes I do this, I just don't turn on no music. Mm-hmm. I just I do that drive that. and uh, I found myself in deep thought, a deep place of gratitude because I begin to run down what I have in my life, you know what I'm saying, beginning with the peace in my heart and the peace in my soul yes. and the compassion. Man that I am today, you know, respectable man that I am today. And then I begin to go on to things that's, you know, a little bit more tangible, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, here I am, Charles, this dude from 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 the bottoms, man, in South Central LA, man. And um, I'm in Texas now. And I'm, you know, got a nice home, you know, I got a beautiful like you said five fifty. I got driving in this five fifty. I never and, and, and people who care about me around me, man, it's just food in the refrigerator, bills paid, mm-hmm. money saved, taxed, everything is insured and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I g I I got I got a I got a life, <laughs> life, life I got life insurance and you know mm-hmm. and everything. I got medical insurance, dental everything. Yes. And I you know, I begin and people to, don't understand how big cry. of a deal that is I begin is. to yeah, cry, man. man. It just, it hit me so hard, it's this big stage of gratitude that, you know, and, and so many times I face death by the end of a gun or end of a knife or even laying in there and having a triple bypass, you know what I'm saying, and and here I am, you know, and it just make a grown ass man cry, man. Yeah. Answer the oh, call, yeah. answer yeah. the call. When you feel that
1: tug on your life, man, it's up to you. Nobody can make the choice for you but you. To do what you know you got to do for your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you have to exemplify what you want to see in your life. You have to get dressed for where you want to be. Come on, Ray. You know, you you, you have to um, apply yourself to, to the goal. You have to, to prepare yourself so that when the opportunity presents itself, you're ready. And you're not always going to know exactly what it is. But when you develop yourself as a human being, when you get to know yourself and you hone your skills, the things that you're good at already, develop yourself. Become the, the top tier person that you are. And when you become that person, you're going to attract opportunities and circumstances and people who can take you, who can guide you, who can open the door for where it is that the most high has for you to be. Man, be an active participant in your shit. And have patience. Red, I Red think s- patience.
0: Red <laughs> yeah. say stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I promise you. We'll be right back.
5: <laughs> Yo, this is
0: Court. Hey, say this, Nate. We are co-CEOs of O-Guns Tactical Firearms and Ammo LLC. If you're looking for firearms, ammo, accessories, optics, anything to do with firearms, you should stop by and give us an opportunity to earn your business. We're both NRA certified LTC instructors. So if you're looking to get your LTC, your license to carry, and you're in the DFW, definitely give us a shout. We're at 311 Thomas Place, Suite B, Everman, Texas, 76140, or Visit our website at shop.ogunsdfw.com. That's 311 Thomas Place, Sweet B, Everman, Texas. Or visit our website at shop.ogunsdfw.com. That's S H O P.O G U N S D F W.com. You better strap up now.
4: Hey, y'all. This is Dr. Tawiri Harold Armstrong with Your Dreams Matter. I am here to give you guys some information about my company, Your Dreams Matter Real Estate and Consulting Group, where we specialize in making sure that we make every housing dream come true, and we make sure that we help you create generational wealth through the acquisition of real estate. We help you guys to achieve all of your home ownership goals and dreams, all of your investor dreams, and most importantly, we teach you, again, how to create generational wealth through real estate. Do you know that you can buy from stop sign to stop sign? Here, we make sure we help you learn how to buy the block. So get in touch with me, Dr. Tweri Held Armstrong. Your Dreams Matter, 214-642-2993. And you can reach me at yourdreamsmatterllc.com or yourdreamsllc.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Let's make today your day. Your Dreams Matter. Become a homeowner now.
0: Tax preparation, loan advances, early filing, privacy protection, bookkeeping financial services
1: Hi, my name is Evelyn. 2024 tax season is approaching us soon. Please come and check us out at On the Rise Tax Service. We offer tax preparation, loan advances, early filing starting January the 2nd, privacy protection, bookkeeping, and financial service.
3: And I'm Wendy D'Arche. I'm going to be one of the tax preparers this year at On the Rise Tax Services. Please come down and file your taxes with us. I am a realtor. After you're done, we're going to help assist you with your credit and you can also start your home buying process with me we can go ahead and start shopping.
0: That's On The Rise Tax Services. Tax preparation, loan advances, early filing, privacy protection, bookkeeping, and financial service. You can contact us at infoontheriseplan.com or even call us at 866-238-7632. That's 866-238-7632. On The Rise.
1: putting that in the app. Open the right. Open, 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 open. I'm opening. Hey, we're open for business. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the, the Mic drop. <laughs> 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 um, nah, for real, we love y'all so much. Let me just say our listeners and our watchers and our patrons and our sponsors and those that tap in with us and comment on social media we freaking love y'all we love that y'all engage with us we love that y'all give us content and y'all y'all ask us questions um because as i always say iron sharpens iron damn it now um this is uh, my favorite section of the show where we all give a golden nugget to carry you through the week, just a little bit of wisdom to leave you with. And I'll go first since I'm already uh, on the podium. Of course. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Um, so my, my golden nugget for the week would be um, just to be mindful of where you've been in your personal journey as you walk your walk in this life. Be mindful of the experiences that you've had, um, of the things that you've overcome, um, of the the pain that you've felt, um, of the sorrows that you've experienced. Be mindful of all of the things that made you um, be mindful of the things that, that you've had to endure to make you a better person. And then allow the memory of that and the feeling of that and the healing from that to guide your um, your interactions with other people in the world. Because so often we find ourselves being judgmental, even if subconsciously Um, and a lot of times we make decisions in our life about people about experiences and circumstances based off of preconceived notions and judgments and if we can always be mindful of the person that we don't ever want to be again Mm -hmm. and what it took for us to become or as we are becoming our best versions of ourselves our highest selves Um, Remember that and give grace to other people because you can find yourself in the same set of circumstances that someone that you deem to be beneath you or not as experienced or as high class or whatever caliber of person that you think you are, if you're looking down on somebody else, you can find yourself walking in their shoes. From someone who was in the military and was a prison uh, correctional officer to someone who was looking down the barrel of 10 years in federal prison and had to do five and a half. After those experiences, the tables can turn. Yeah. So just be mindful of, of who you are um, and and the journey and, and the struggle and the experiences that you had to go through to get there and extend the grace that you needed along the way when you're dealing with other people. Always um, communicate um, and extend your your um, yourself and your resources, but do it in love, not expecting anything back. But do it because somebody did it for you.
0: Yes, right. yes. Good, really? yes, yeah. Rise yeah. I just want to thank you for being a guest, you know, and coming on the show, and uh, you're always welcome. Make sure that you let them know how they can reach out to you if they need to get their taxes done or whatever. The case absolutely,
3: may be. yeah. Absolutely. Shameless plug. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They can email me at longevityfinancialsolutions at gmail dot com, or they can call me direct at nine seven two eight eight nine nine five three five. So either one of those ways is going to get to me right away, and I'll be able to help them out.
0: Okay, leave my little with a little something. A little
3: whiz. I would say. Be intentional. Be intentional about what you want to manifest in your life, knowing that not holding what happened to you in the past. Release that, surrender that, and let it go. Because if you are walking, trying to look back, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall flat on your face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to be intentional about knowing that this is what I want to manifest in my life. Because I'm walking towards my destiny and who I'm supposed to be. Accept that calling. Forgive yourself. Release all of those things that you've done. Because you can't move forward if you don't release and forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, so important. And I think that's where we find ourselves in a slump sometimes is that, okay, we're our worst we're in our own way. And so in order to get out of our way sometimes it's because we haven't forgiven ourselves for the for what we've done and why we were in prison or why we were doing the bad mortgage loans or whatever it is. So forgive yourself and let's be intentional about making sure that, okay, I'm going to manifest these things in my life and I'm going to make sure that I'm very intentional about how I'm moving towards that goal in my life and what I want to do, where I want to see myself. That's very important because you don't want to be back there because we're all from different backgrounds but yet we have prison in hmm. common, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. we were from different backgrounds. You know, it's not that we were from bad homes or something like that necessarily. Yeah, okay, there was some dysfunctionness because it happens, hmm. you know. To the business. as they say, you life be lifing, you know. Yeah. We didn't know as children that, <laughs> that life <or> whatever be <laughs> <lifeing>. <laughs> that life what? be lifing. However, you know, we still made some bad decisions, and we have to be accountable for those, but. Once we've gotten through that, we just have to be intentional in making sure, okay, well, this is what I want to manifest. So if you want to manifest, you're looking for that true love, you want to manifest that you want to own all these businesses, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you think that you called, you know, like I didn't manifest dear life after, but in prison that was given to me, Mm -hmm. you know. And so here it is because I I did manifest that I need to make a difference in people's lives who've been there, who don't have their support system, who don't know, who think that they're on the journeys by themselves, Mm
5: -hmm. you
3: know. But here we are. And here we are at the throne, you know, (laughs) sharing, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, you're not the only one, you know. (laughs) But that's from being intentional in our lives Mm -hmm. about we want to help somebody else. And I think that's so important. Just be intentional about what you want to manifest. Period.
1: The end. The end. The end. Period. The end. Period, period, period Pooh. Thank you, Rod.
0: <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in all over the world, listening in. Thank fun. you there for social media, and thank you for those who going to see different clips of this moving forward. You know, um, thank you for supporting, supporting the throne and um, sitting in here with us. Um, thank you, Red, for hosting this with me, riding with me on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If anybody tell you, lady, you know what I'm saying? I love you and I need you here. Oh, I love you, too. That's what it is. Look, that's the thing this dude, man, I know. They call him the Piper. Piper going to get his money, man.
5: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Piper going to get his money. He's going to pay the Piper. So those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Everything that you do in life, you're going to be held accountable for it. Yes. Everything that you do in life, you will be held accountable. You do things in life, you think you got away with it. It don't have to be a gun holding up a store. It could be falsifying a document. Hmm. It could be lying to your girl. Mm -hmm. It could be lying to your dude to be lying to your children. I don't care what it is, but everything that you know for a fact that's just not right, the table's gonna turn and you're gonna have to pay the Piper. Ooh. Piper wants his money, man. So with that said, be careful and be intentional with the decisions and choices that you make in your life. Yeah, anything beats a zero when you're making money, man. Anything beats a zero. But it don't have to be illegal. It don't have to be shysty, because there's so much out here to do for a square. Man, King Charles, right now, I'm square as a pool table, (laughs) twice as green. (laughs) (laughs) And I found out that that's the hippest thing and the flyest thing going.
1: Throw. Mic drop.
2: Romance. Well, I get you a lot Said you wanted mountains, yeah I put you on top You could ever take my heart But you, you got it on lock I'm fucked up, baby So fucked up, girl I believed your life thought your heart was true Where was your heart last night When I I should've brought that ass home last night Should've been with me, babe Holding me tight so Don't be mad if your man isn't home tonight Should've brought that ass home to me last night So you wanna do this Let's Take it from the top, top, top Thought a nigga could trust you but obviously not, not, not. Yeah, you gon' changing stories But well, baby, just stop I'm fucked up, baby I'm fucked up, girl I believe your lies Thought your heart was true But I your heart last night When I needed you I should've brought As home last night You should've been Brought that as well. Stole me last night. Oh. thought you would have my life. Why you do it? I know. I would have three do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. thought you would have.